Welcome to part two of the interview of Rosaria Cirillo. If you have missed part one, please listen to it as we are discussing the role of happiness in customer experience. We finished the interview by talking about misconceptions in CX. The conversation continues with the role of emotion in CX and how successful brands are leveraging happiness for superior CX. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Let's Talk About CX, a show that will help you improve your customer experience and provide you ideas on how to amaze and delight your customers. We feature experts and authors from around the world who share their view and give you tips and tricks for great CX. And now, here's your host, Sultan Samlali. Okay, so not using the positive negative thing, but more about a goal being achieved, like met and met need, and then how it transpire to the perception you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because the thing yeah. is that whenever you say that something is positive or negative, you are automatically giving a judgment. Yeah. And especially if it's negative, then you try to push it away. Like, I should not feel sad right now. Yeah. Why am I feeling fear? I, actually, you, don't even, you just say, I should not feel fear. Yeah. The moment that you start to recognize your emotions as what you feel, when there is a need behind it, then you can go into the next level, which is you accept the emotion and you can start to investigate the um, the needs behind the emotion. In fact, I use yeah. the acronym was actually RAIN. So mm -hmm. like, you know, in order to, to have the um, uh, rainbow and to have sun shining, you also need the RAIN sometimes. That's and true. RAIN really stands for recognize the emotion, accept it, and then investigate the needs behind it. Uh, and in that level, also customer experience becomes almost like an easy way because then yeah. if you understand the needs behind it, then it also opens up to an entire world of actions that you can take. I mean, the other one here is the, um, the Harrison, the very famous Harrison Ford quotes where he says, if I would have asked what customer wanted, they would have just told me uh, faster, faster horses. Yeah. And to that one, I always say, yeah, but if you would have listened mm -hmm. to the needs behind yeah. that, then you could have gone, okay, but why would you want faster horses? Oh, because I want to speed up the uh, transport. I want yeah. to get to see people faster to my family. So you would have, if you go down to the needs behind it, then you can come up with all different uh, uh, solutions. I mean, if I want to have more meetings or meet you faster, maybe I don't need a faster horse, especially nowadays. I just need Zoom. You know, yeah. I just need a connection. So the, that's where... It also, from an experience point of view, if we focus on the level of needs, then the amount of strategies that we can apply to fulfill their needs and have a more pleasant emotion are just uh, yeah infinite. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so being customer-centric would mean to be need-centric, in a sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I say it's... I, I always bring it back to being human-centric. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you focus on the needs and then you focus on the value that you yeah. can bring mm -hmm. and ultimately you are happiness contributing. Then you can contribute to the happiness of people by fulfilling their needs. Yeah. Because that's the other thing also, like actually back to your question, who is responsible for happiness, you know? I mean, we cannot make people happy. Um, that's why I always, I, when I start talking about happiness, I always start talking about happiness contribution. I can't make you happy. Nobody can make you happy other than yourself. Yeah. But 
I can always contribute to your happiness by bringing a smile, by bringing a uh, kind word, by giving a compliment. So that's why for me, the word contribution is key. And that's why I also believe that companies have really the power, if not the responsibility, to contribute to people's happiness. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And, and, and I think it reminds me, I, I lived in the Caribbean for a year and um, uh, pretty similar to what you were saying about administration, it was pretty much the same. You need to pay your bill for electricity every month uh, and you pay cash. Uh, otherwise, it, it costs you more if you do a wire transfer. So I go in the queue and I remember the first time I was going there to pay and I was going there and I was like, okay, yeah, I come to pay. And the woman looks at me and she says, good morning. And then I look at her and I was like, good morning, good morning. And then she smiles and she <laughs> told me like, okay, you want something from me? You need to be polite and say good morning and do that properly. Um, and yeah, it, it became kind of a game, but it, it's really, I think it's really important what we bring to people and helping them accept, uh, but our responsibility to bring happiness, I think is really key. And then, you know, how quickly that changed you know from just being in the transaction i have to pay i have to pay i have to pay to you know what just good morning <laughs> you know i let's be clear you're talking to somebody who used to be extremely transactional uh, and maybe i mean still today sometimes like, i really want certain things i want them to get them fast uh, but that's because then I, I i i focus on the on the speed and on the fastness but it's like how much more joy does it bring to my day if instead I just focus on the, you know, yeah, smiling. But yeah. I, and then sometimes in order to do that, we also have to accept that we have to fill in our agendas less. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, that like I know my drive to get something fast because I have the next meeting, I have the next meeting. Uh, but then if you have no space in between, that that's what cramps it all up. Uh, yeah. And allowing for that bit space it allows yeah to just then be happier and be happier in the interaction that you have and it's like why not that's true so we, we don't we yeah so sometimes i have like 10 meetings on a day I'm just jumping from the one to the other and then yeah then you completely zoomed out or i call yeah. that i call that the zoomiverse <laughs> you you just enter the zoomiverse at 8 30 in the morning and then you just come out at five and you're like oh what have i done today and um yeah it's good to have some time to breathe. Um, yeah, it's, it's always our choice. You know, yeah. it's always our choice. I had actually, before our meeting today, I, I was requested for another call at 10, and then I was like, you know what? No, can we have it tomorrow? Is that the same? Because yeah. it's like, you know, it's giving more space. I notice, yeah, it then allows you to, to let things flow better. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, I have a better experience and a better yeah. perception of my experiences. So, so yeah, why pack it up and then feel unhappy about it? That's true. And, and then you, you can be in the moment. I realize also that when you have so many, you're not, yeah, you're present, you're logged in, but you're in your head, you're logged out. So, yeah, yeah so it does work. So in, in, in Yellow Goldfish, um, which is a great book, by the way, um, you, you talk about a, a lot about di different points and, and, and maybe it would be good to explain to people um, the happiness and covering happiness concept. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, so let me. So, how did this all start? It was because um, basically, in what I've been doing from the very beginning of my career 
is using the voice of the customer and the voice of employee to understand what are the actions that have to be taken. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, I start using actually a Maslow hierarchy of needs that mm-hmm. see, you know, um, how does that compare also to the score? Because, you know, yeah. when we do customer satisfaction survey or net promoter score, there was always this score, this score, this score. For me to make sense of the score, I saw that there was a correlation with the level of needs that were mm-hmm. being met or not met. Uh, and then I said to see that, you know, we were focusing on satisfaction where we could go higher up to the very top of the pyramid and really think about happiness. And I started to see the emotion. I started to see all of those elements and how they also made a difference on the employee side. And I really started to see that happiness was possible, uh, that, but that few companies were already there, mm-hmm. but so many companies not yet. So that's where at some point in 2017, I really decided to start looking in a structured way to which companies are already contributing to happiness consciously or less consciously. Uh, And at that very moment, Stan Phelps sent me an email because he was writing a pink goldfish. Mm -hmm. And the way that Stan wrote all of his book from the collection, I think actually, yeah, you can see them there in my library, the entire collection, all the different colors. Um, What he does, he he does a sort of crowdsourcing project. So he creates a list on Listly and starts collecting as many examples as possible. For his first one, Purple Goldfish, which is all about customer experience, he collected over 3,000 uh, uh, case studies. Wow. Uh, and so for Pink, he was looking for uh, case studies and he sent me an email asking me if I knew of any example. And at that moment, I just bounced back and say, I don't have any on my mind right now, but shouldn't you also write happiness, one book, Yellow Goldfish, about happiness? And he was immediately like, yeah, sure, actually I should. You know, it's like, because he had also noticed in all of his analysis that the happiness and contribution were recurring elements. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we set up in the same way to collect business uh, cases, as examples of companies which were already contributing to happiness. Um, and so, and then what we did in the analysis phase, we put together the emotion side of things, the needs and the Maslow hierarchy of needs and all the different needs category. Um, I also have a, a past learning in the nonviolent communication from Marshall Rosenberg, which is really about identifying the needs behind yeah. each and every emotion. And we noticed that the pattern that we saw could really fall uh, fall into nine categories, nine types, which we then called uh, the yellow factors. And and we made like I mean, Stan is amazing with acronymus, so we managed to get them all fit into the happiness acronymus. So the first one is really about health, which mm-hmm. also the Maslow hierarchy of needs. It's about the basic needs of eating, sleeping, having shelter, mm-hmm. uh, feeling warm. The next one is autonomy, which is about education, but also feeling on control of your own choices, being able to um, also to help a customer. So we have various examples also, or being able to choose uh, how you organize your day. And now we see it also with COVID, remote working versus in person, you know, have the autonomy of choice. Then we have the two P where uh, the first P is for purpose. So really everything related to meaning, feeling that you are contributing, that what you're doing, it's meaningful for you, for the people around you, for society. Mm-hmm. The second P, probably one of my favorite, it's for play. So it's about really uh, enjoying your time and doing things in your time without thinking of the outcome. So everything that really brings up uh, the child in you. Yeah. So for me, a lot is uh, intuitive uh, painting, but... 
Um, I also did improvisation uh, theater in the past, all things comedy, Big Bang Theory, all things that really um, allow you some, uh, some play in it. And from company's point of view, uh, it's about how do you infuse play. So I think in the Netherlands, one of the biggest examples we have, it's uh, Cool Blue, yeah. where they have brought play everywhere. Yeah, sure. uh, but if you think about Picnic, what Picnic did that is a great example of play is at the beginning, while you are on their wait list, they have the Backlights Verzachter. I don't know if I pronounce it well in, yeah. in Dutch, but like, how can you soften the weight by giving, and they give you a small present for each week that by the time that you are, it's your turn, you have your basket already f- full with free <laughs> products, the more, the longer you have been uh, waiting. Then we have the eye of integrity, which is about honesty, which is about um, doing things right and in a fair way. Uh, mm. We have the N for nature, which is both about actually being in the nature, but also bringing beauty everywhere you can. And I think mm. you have an example here in my wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, I've done it already more than seven years ago when I designed my office. I was like, I need to have something which reminds me of nature uh, everywhere. And I have this example also in the book, which I love, like the only uh, Kleenex, which actually has a beautiful package. Yeah. Uh, you look at it and you feel like you are on the Caribbean. Uh, and then the final three letters, we have E for empathy, uh, S for simplicity. We spoke a bit already about yeah. it as well. And the final one, it's smile. Yeah. Uh, and it's also one of my favorites, absolutely. And it's all about celebration, feeling grateful but also truly just about smiling because when we smile, we actually send a message to our brain that Mm -hmm. everything is fine Mm -hmm. uh, and that creates endorphins and dopamines and it just works, give us our uh, dose of happy chemicals. No, that's true. If I I look at the list, I know that for me, um, naturally my my first reaction would be for the the smile. but I also started looking at it yesterday evening um, and re looking again at the examples and I found autonomy, uh, a nice one. Um, what I also like, by the way, is how you uh, explain the chapter in five senses. So um, it's about the view, it's a vista, smell the tulips, song my way, Frank Sinatra. So, yeah, yeah. Of every chapter, that was something new in the in the series that we made. Yeah. It's really yeah because one part of also which is also important from customer experience is that we feel through our five senses, mm-hmm. and that's why then also for each of the um, nine factors we identified how are they represented in the five senses. You know what yeah. type of indeed smell, what type of view, mm-hmm. um, what type of songs. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, there is also a playlist on Spotify with uh, collecting all of those songs. So. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to share it together with the show notes. I, th- I think it's a good one. Um, yeah, and, and I liked autonomy because um, the examples you shared are very interesting. So I like the one from the Ritz-Carlton where mm. their employees are allowed to spend up to $2,000 per day per guest um, to make their feel comfortable or to solve any issues. Um, because they know that the yeah, customer life value of the customer is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's yeah. it's it's a small investment to get more. And I like the one from Ricardo Semler, so uh, Semco, 
um, the company without managers and uh, self-run companies where people have a lot of autonomy. Um, I don't know if that's realistic everywhere, but that's a beautiful goal to have at least. So. And, and it's working. I mean, lately uh, I also discovered new. So there is also a company in Italy called Mundora, where mm -hmm. they are also experimenting more with that model. And even though there are two C, they actually two CEO, but mm -hmm. they give an incredible amount of autonomy within their team, and it's working. So it, it goes back to the engagement and how do you do it. But they also keep the communication uh, always engaging. I mean, they do things like the the failure party. I absolutely love they they do the failure party which using also the theory EU uh, from mm -hmm. Hotler, where they go like they really analyze what happened in the past, where are we now, how we can be changing the future, but without blaming. Mm -hmm. So really it's about celebrating the failure or the mistake as a chance to learn okay. and without blaming. Uh, and then that, yeah, it creates a complete and, and yeah, it can get to be successful company as well. Mm -hmm. And people are happy to work there. Yeah. That is great. I, th I, th I think it's a big challenge to, to do that. So, so looking at organization, probably my, my last question to you would be, um, what should people that are watching or listening to us today uh, can do to improve customer experience in their organization tomorrow? Hmm. <laughs> you want the, the silver the, bullet? Like... The silver bullet, you know, you, you know it all, just, just that magic recipe. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I've been thinking about that for a long time. Is there a magic recipe? And there is no, no silver bullet. No. no one answer uh, fits all. But, but I've been uh -huh. very close to it. I made a framework for it. So it's like, I think the way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And really, and most recently, I'm like, I think I've got this, uh, the, the stun. Uh, the virus is not the right word, but like the, the stun vibe of coming up with all sorts of acronymus. So eventually, you know, my tagline actually for one now has always been happiness driven growth, but mm -hmm. I did not have a, um, a, uh, an acronym for driven until most recently. Now I have it. And it's kind of very similar um, to a silver bullet because it's basically be driven, where driven stands for the first the D, it's define. Define where you are, where you want to go, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, so sort of do as what. So you can identify how you're going to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Then the R stands for research, but research to understand who are your customers, who are your employees, what do they feel, which emotions do they feel, what are the needs behind the emotion. Uh, once you know that, you can go to the I, which is I the eight. So mm -hmm. I the eight, the experience that you want to deliver. And that can be a completely innovative experience or an improvement to an existing experience. Once you have designed that, you can validate through measurement, through all sorts of uh, satisfaction surveys, uh, but really making sure that you also listen to the voice of the customer and that you close the loop after mm -hmm. you have validated. And then E, it's for execute. Execute, execute, execute. Just start by doing something. And make mm -hmm. sure also that you enable your people also through autonomy. We spoke about autonomy and empower them, empower them with knowledge, uh, even just the knowledge of the emotions. It's a great way of empowering people because they get to better understand themselves and better react to others. And then the final one, N, is for nurture. So nurture through your through culture, uh, yeah. through really uh, seeding the culture that you want to see. 
but also creating rituals and habits that uh, allow you to make the change sustainable and sticky. Uh, I most recently started with laughter yoga and really make also that change sustainable. Like I started on the 13th of April, like really a daily practice every day, 7 a.m. And I'm like not a morning person. Like it's I you have to for whatever new change you want to drive, you need to do it for at least 21 days. That's yeah. the minimum that our brain needs mm-hmm. to to change and and yeah. then really make it. It becomes part of your autonomous. Uh, unconscious system just like brushing your teeth you don't need to think about it anymore yeah. uh, so that's where rituals are the most important one so nurture them and just so be driven okay happiness to it even better <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be driven so um what's up for you i think you're organizing a, a cx masterclass uh, very soon yeah yeah you, you, so actually all, yeah. all of those elements that we spoke about indeed I cover them also in the uh, what I call HCX masterclass, happiness mm-hmm. contributing and human experience, um, human centered experience. So we talk all, and in fact, we cover really the those six disciplines that I mentioned. Driven are really the competencies, and behind each of them, there are also the six discipline of of six. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one identified by six PA and by Forrester as the competencies and uh, disciplines that companies need to master in order to deliver excellent customer experience. So that's coming up in the, um, uh, in June. It's mm-hmm. going to be, I haven't done an open masterclass for a while because I've, I've been busy more doing in-company. Uh, yeah. But now I was like, okay, time to do an open one. So it's, it's in June. Um, so that one is coming up. And the next thing where we also want to talk more about emotions, actually, like I'm starting my own podcast as well. So oh. <laughs> and that one is launching on the 20th of May, so next week. And it's going to be together with Chantal Botta, and it's called The Humankind Show. So it will be the third Thursday of every month. We'll do a combination of live and then making it available on, on podcast. And we are going to be interviewing uh, customer experience, but just human uh, experienced leader mm-hmm. uh, to discuss with them how can they bring being how what does it mean to be human and kind in the organization and in their own lives. Yeah, that sounds good. So I'll provide the links to those activities. I also provide the link to your books, um, so that people can read the book and be very happy. Um, I really want to thank you uh, today, Rosaria. It was a great conversation. It was a real pleasure to have you. Um, I wish you a fantastic day full of happiness and smiles. Uh, Thank you for the smiles you gave us today. Um, And for everyone else, uh, please check the show notes uh, or the link in the description below the video for the ones that will be watching the video. Um, and there will be more episodes coming up. So please like, subscribe, share with a friend and uh, spread happiness and spread the love. Thank you. Thank you to you, Sultan. Thank you for having me. And keep smiling and laughing. Yes. (laughs) 